Welcome to the Mass Bar Beat Podcast, the official podcast for the Massachusetts Bar Association. Today we bring you the first episode of a new series called How Did I Get Here? Discussing the path from new lawyer to partner through in-depth interviews with lawyers at law firms, solo practitioners, in-house counsel, and government employees about their unique path to a partner-level position. Hello, I'm Jordan Rich, and this is our first episode, and our guest is attorney Mike Malloy. Mike is currently the chair of the Massachusetts Bar Association's Civil Litigation Section. Mike has agreed to go first because following this episode, he'll be conducting the majority of the interviews with guests. Mike, it's great to have you aboard. We're going to talk a lot about you, but what's your intent with this new series? I got the idea um, as a, in a number of ways. I was talking with one of my colleagues and that we both agreed that we never take the time to realize how far we've come. Um, we're always focused on where we're going. And so it's the idea that if I was to explain to my um, younger self, you know, straight out of law school, what I've, what I've accomplished this far, my younger self would be, wow, that's great. Whereas, I, you know, I never take the time to think of it that way. I think you're addressing something that affects everybody in this fast-paced society, Mike. Sure. The idea of slowing down and just taking pause and reflection. Right. And then, I, you know, I also, as I go on to LinkedIn and stuff like that, and use, I, I saw that all of my friends, whether it's from, you know, law school, college, even high school, are all really in a spot where they are leaders in the law now. I, I kind of took those things together and, and I listen to other podcasts, which are in different areas, are basically friends talking to each other about the business, whatever the business mm. might be. And so, you know, kind of a conglomeration of those things. And I thought that that would be a great idea for a podcast where uh, we can ex- have my friends and talk about, you know, how did they get here right. um, in trying to help people who are just starting out their careers in the law. It's a very relatable idea, and I think a lot of people will be drawn to it. So that'll be going forward. I'll be here just to uh, help out uh, technically and maybe ask a follow-up question here and there. But congratulations on uh, taking on this challenge. Now, you're, as I said, the man with the answers to my questions, just so people can get to know you. Sure. The first question I have is always, the law is fascinating, but is it something that you're a youngster in junior high or even earlier thinking about? I mean, it's a big step when you're getting into higher ed. Yeah. I mean, I had family members who were lawyers, so it was always in my mind, not really something I was gunning for in particular since I was a young kid. It wasn't really until college that I um, I was really looking at my options and I, and, I, mm-hmm. and I decided to go to law school. What law school did you decide to apply to? I went to, well, I applied to, you know. A bunch. A lot. Uh, <laughs> and I ended, I ended up at uh, UConn in Hartford. Great um, school. Yeah, it's a good school and, and I'm from Connecticut, so I ended up getting uh, in-state tuition, which is a big deal. And uh, it was the way to go for me. So let's talk about the first gig, the first job out of law school, and how did that come about, and was it what you thought it would be? Well, I'm in a unique situation where I got my first first job through nepotism, really. My grandfather um, owned a law firm in Lowell, um, which is where I'm still at, and I started working there in college as you know, a paralegal and part-time help and stuff like that. So that would have been 2005 I started, I think, when I was after my sophomore year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I went to law school and never really intended to go back. Um, I actually ended up focusing on, uh, in law school, focusing on tax law. After law school, I went to, I went to get, start an LLM program, a legal master's program in tax at BU. So part, and then part of it was that when I graduated law school in 2010, 
the job market was a lot different than it was now. Uh, there are a lot more um, people looking for jobs than there were opportunities, which is kind of the opposite of what it is now. The law has a huge menu of options in terms of where you want to go. Uh, were you happy at the choices you made early on, and has that stuck with you? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I have no no regrets at this point. But it wasn't really until you know I got my LL. You know, I was in my LLM program. You're when you're in you're in the tax world. You're in the tax world, and I realized that that's really not the wor- world I was hoping to be in for my whole career. So I talk with my grandfather. He goes, yeah, come on in. And, and uh, I've been there ever since. Because of the family connection, you, it, there's a familiarity with that, obviously. But talk about confidence when you're just getting out of law school and you've got your briefcase or whatever you have. Uh, is there a, a buildup to that confidence? Did you have it coming in? No, no. I think anybody who has confidence when they're first starting off is probably either projecting confidence or... Um, has some sort of mental illness, probably. <laughs> um, my thought of school in general is that, you know, whether it's, you know, high school, college, law school, is they don't teach you how to do things you need to do. They teach you how to learn, right? So it, whether it's in high school, it would have been, oh, it would have been a lot better if I learned about taxes and finance and things that are important in the real world, but you end up learning about, you know, calculus, you know, mm-hmm. things that most people, the vast majority of people are not going to learn. And it's the same concept in law school in that, you know, you learn some procedures. You learn how to attack issues. But in terms of the day-to-day, you really don't know anything about anything. You do know a lot about writing and uh, exposition and composition and so forth and meticulous attention to detail. But what about the human side? Because now you work with people, human beings who have real problems. Sure. So, uh, yeah, that's especially true in in my uh, line of work. So I'm a personal injury attorney. I'm a plaintiff's personal injury attorney. So I represent individuals. I don't represent businesses. So... And you get people from all walks of life. You know, I represent, you know, executives and I represent homeless people, right? So you have to be able to connect with people on that on that individual basis. Um, and it's something that, you know, obviously some people are, are, are better at than others. So, you know, there's a there's um, some people have a head start that way. But it's also a learning curve is you got to figure out how to deal with certain situations with different types of people because they all uh, think about it differently. And of course, uh, failure is inevitable and you learn from failure. Do you recall in general how you put that into practice when you had struggles? Well, it, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an adversarial system. It's set up to mm-hmm. be. It's what most law is. And nobody's going to bat a thousand. Um, and you just have to Take that as it as it comes. You have to be realistic, in other words. Right, and and so part of that is also you know, especially with your clients, is is talking about the pros and cons. How you know it could go well, and also might not go well, and they have to be prepared for that. Among the people you know from law school and just in general, uh, many of them have moved around, have moved and jumped from place to place. You haven't. Correct. Are you happy with the situation being stable? Yeah, you know, some people are creatures of habit, other people are not, and they want to jump and move. And that, you know, like I said, I'm in a unique situation where, you know, I work for family and that it's, it wasn't, I guess, adversarially in that way. And that my boss was always rooting for me in particular, who was never intent on taking advantage of me. And there was always that confidence where not everybody is that lucky. But yeah, I mean, I was always given the opportunity to um, hone my craft legally get myself out there and promote myself and and kind of build my own practice at the same time. And, you know, like I said, I'm lucky that way. There's a lot of hard work with any profession, particularly in the beginning, long hours. What thoughts do you have in terms of balancing 
personal life and business life when it comes to being a lawyer? Well, if you don't, you're going to there's an there's an end of every rope. You're going to burn out. You know, I'm kind of struggling with that now in that, you know, I'm the managing member of my firm. I've got a young family and trying to keep all those balls in the air at the same time is is difficult, but if you don't take time for yourself and take care of yourself, everything's going to deteriorate along with it, right? Because if you don't eat right and you don't exercise, you don't do those kind of things, you don't have the, that helps your stamina, it helps you be able to focus on the things you need to focus on. And at the same time, if you if you focus solely on work without taking in consideration the other things that, that create a wholesome life, then, then I think your legal work is going to suffer as well. Because you always need, you know, whenever I have a you know, an important thing to do, it's always important to to work on the thing and then take some time away from that thing so you can come at it with, with kind of a new set of eyes. And if you don't do that with your work in general, you're always focused on the work itself, then then you never give yourself that time to breathe and, and think mm. about things from different angles. Lawyer burnout is a catchphrase, but I mean, there's a lot of stress in the field, a lot of stress in every field these days. Sure. But uh, part of the mission might be in the series to ask people in your age category, in your realm of career, you know, how they're doing it and Mm -hmm. maybe what they've learned along the way. Yeah, exactly. It's different now than it was, you know, 20 years ago. You always get, everybody always has their phones and you get emails at at 11 at night and some are important, others are not, others are not important, but, but you have, and, and, and it takes time and experience in order to differentiate between what's important and what's not and what can wait. And, it, it'd be interesting to see how other people in, in a similar situation are dealing with that. Let's talk about mentors because obviously you've had families, attention, and these are professionals, but they're also loved ones. Are there other mentors besides those who have mattered in your life? Oh, absolutely. You know, my thought on mentors is that, you know, you got to find somebody who you're able to bounce ideas off of who have been in the situations you've, you're facing these situations are more than just what's right in the law, what's wrong in the law. It's it's somebody say, am I am I crazy on this? And they'll tell you yes or no. Mm. Um, it's I have this non legal situation, but I, I I'm trying to navigate and, and thread the needle, and and there's that. And then there's also mentorship in terms of in five, ten, fifteen years, I might I want my career to look like this, whatever this may be. And my thought has been always trying to to pick and choose whatever, you know, things from other mentors, people you respect, that I would like this part about this guy's career, this part about this woman's career, and and trying to put that together for yourself. It's kind of like, you know, whenever you, you have a, you know, a music, musical artist you like and you ask, well, how did you end up with this sound that you have? And they always say, well, my influences are X, Y, and Z. And then you realize that their sound is is a kind of a conglomeration of X, Y, and Z, um, and they've picked and chosen what they like from those individual people, and it's the same concept here. Yeah, that's the essence of getting older and getting experience and getting a little wiser, and you can slow down enough to realize somebody got it right, why? Mm-hmm. Somebody got it wrong, why? And I can learn from those people either directly or indirectly. So Right, and, a- and, and, and at the same time is that if, if you're focused on one person, I want my career to look like this other person – you have to remember that you're different from that other person. So the idea that you're going to have that same career as the other person is is probably not going to happen um, unless you get extremely lucky. Um, so it's it's kind of diversifying your your mentors in that way. Speaking of diversifying, let's talk about the types of people you plan on interviewing. Sure. So I'm looking to interview people who are 
kind of in the same age range as me. I'm 39. I've been out of law school for 13 years now. And people in that age range are usually coming up to be the junior partner. When you're a, when you're a brand new associate, you're a you know, third-year law student, what you really strive to do is, is make that leap into being a partner. That's what you're looking to do. So whether it's people who are in a big firm or in government or um, DAs, um, people in small firms, solo practitioners, people who are in that, that range in all different fields, we're, we're looking to get their thoughts on, on the process. One more thing. Uh, we talked earlier about what you learn in law school, and it's pretty obvious. You learn the law and you learn how to learn. Dealing with people is the best way to learn. So tell me what you've garnered from working these last several years since law school. What have you learned about people? What have I learned about people <laughs> is that they're all different. I try to be as honest as possible. Uh, you got to tell them bad news. Nobody likes to be under uh, a misunderstanding of their position. Mm-hmm. You have to have open communication. Um, as you said earlier, is that people don't realize that being a lawyer is essentially a customer service business. So you can't, it, when somebody calls, a client calls, you can't ignore the call, you know, for whatever reason, you know. Obviously, if you're busy, I'm in the middle of a trial, I'll get back to you when I'm done. You know, that's that's one thing. But you have to prioritize your relationship with, with your clients because that's who's most important. They could fire you and, and, and you'd be done. You know, other than that, it's just, you know, general principles of being yourself is that, like I said, I worked for my grandfather. He had one way to deal with people. The other people at my firm have their way to deal with people. And, and, and everybody has their own way of dealing with people. And you have mm. to find find where you are in that. Yeah, that comfort zone where exactly. you connect. Well, you connect quite well, just one-on-one with me. And I'm very excited for you and for what we're doing here on this new podcast, which will be uh, a lot of fun. And I know you have a lot of friends, and I'm sure they're going to enjoy speaking with you. So congratulations. Well, before we get to congratulations, let's do a couple of them. <laughs> I know. like to be a positive influence. No, it. it's kind of like, you know, when I called my my now father-in-law to, to tell him I was going to propose to to my wife, I, he was like, "Oh, congratulations!" I was like, "Well, Bob, let's let's hold on until after she says yes." You know, she did say yes. She obviously. said yes, but you know, you, you, you don't want you don't want to get congratulations before things go real bad. Don't real count the old chickens. I understand that completely. We're going to be having a lot of interplay with you, and a lot of listeners are going to enjoy it. I'm really looking forward to working with you, Mike. Thank you so much. Oh, happy to be here. You've been listening to "How Did I Get Here." on the MassBar Beat Podcast, available for free at MassBar.org and downloadable on most popular podcast platforms, including Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, and more. If you're a consumer in need of legal assistance, contact the Mass Bar Association's Lawyer Referral Service. Just call 866-627-7577. That number again, 866-627-7577. Or visit MassLawHelp.com. Let us connect you to a lawyer today. Mass Bar Beat, produced by the Massachusetts Bar Association. We invite you to subscribe so you'll never miss a beat. This is Jordan Rich. Thanks for listening.